0: An extension of the school day could be seen as an opportunity to teach children non-academic lessons. Now, that's according to a parenting expert who is welcoming calls from the Irish Independent columnist Mary McCarthy to extend the school day to cater for working parents balancing childcare and full-time employment. In the Irish Independent article, the journalist states that longer school days with a wide range of extracurricular activities, not more uh, teacher-led academic hours, would bring more inclusion. She also believes it will alleviate some of the stress that working parents undergo. While others are saying it. it's It's unrealistic to expect schools to extend their hours to accommodate working parents and also I don't know how teachers would feel about it. The idea is being trialled in Wales at the moment where schools with students who were particularly disadvantaged by COVID, for example, will spend an extra hour in the classroom every day for 10 weeks to make up for lost time, I suppose. And the editor editor of the Education Matters Yearbook, Brian Mooney, says it's unlikely teachers here would welcome a similar initiative. They obviously did, obviously in uh, Wales, but Irish teachers... Well, maybe then I might not want to do it. Managing Director of consultancy firm The Parenting Expert, Laura Erskine, believes it could be seen as an opportunity to teach uh, key life skills. And Laura joins me on the line. Good afternoon to you, Laura. Hello. How are you? Nice to talk to you again, Laura. It's been a while.
1: It has, indeed.
0: Now, I mean, look, I'm all up for the idea. I think it's wonderful. I think parents would think this is great. You know, it keeps them in school for an extra hour. It gets them to, you know, stay in work or not have to collect them at a certain time. But is it really going to happen? Because are we really going to get teachers to essentially extend the babysitting hours?
1: Well, (laughs) you know, looking looking at at all of what Mary raised in, in her article, I think what she's suggesting and what would work best in this country is that we take a lesson from what's happening in Wales and even in our European counterparts to have a longer school day, but that this is to enrich our children's lives, not through more academic teaching, but actually through... Other um, activities, so providing dance classes, craft classes, art, uh, cooking life skills. Mm -hmm. Um, So they they won't be
0: sitting down drilling them with maths and geography. Exactly, and
1: not to be done by the existing teachers, because our teachers, um, as as we know, um, don't they don't stop working when the bell rings for home time. They they go on, they've got lesson plans, they've got lots more activities to do that is part of their overall teaching input and contribution for the day. So this would actually be something that would need to be funded by the Department of Education. Okay, so now um, have, you, have
0: we looked at how much that would actually cost, Laura? And I imagine uh, Minister Norma Foley would probably tell you that that's not in within our budget because it's probably a huge amount of money.
1: No, but it should be, it would be expensive, but it should be diverted from some of the money that's being invested into childcare that seems to be going into a black hole. when we look at, at um, the, the cost of, of childcare, it makes it prohibitive for very many people to go back to work and um, but with the new hybrid option that um is, is now going to be adopted by so many employers following the pandemic hopefully, as allows hopefully, for yeah. yeah remote working and that kind of thing you know it would be much more you'd have more women joining the work- workforce um, and being able to work if the school day was that little bit longer. And, the, well, the, and
0: the, other, the other part of it, sorry, Laura, but the other yeah. part is getting the cooperation of the parents and the children. So what happens if the children just don't want to do it or we can't get enough kids in a particular school or class that want to do it um, to sign up for it? Because we can't force them to do it, obviously
1: yeah no you wouldn't but i mean i can't imagine i can't imagine children are like sheep if their friends are doing it they want to do it too so um it's uh and it's it's a similar idea this would be fun activities and and of course it wouldn't be obligatory but it'd be something that would be enjoyable for for the children um it would be enriching and um mm-hmm. and you know it's something that at the moment parents are you know it would help remove that divide between people who can afford um to do these extracurricular activities that cost quite a significant sum and um, when you're adding up the back-to-school costs. it's always Particularly the at the moment when people activities. are counting their pennies yeah. at the
0: moment. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, is that, yeah.
1: And they've been paused for so long during the pandemic. The children are dying to get back involved in these things. And this is just, this will help them with their mental well-being. It will help them with their physical well-being. Um, you've got, you've got
0: uh, schools across do think, Europe. Do you, do you think parents like, might our, pay for it? But I, know, I, I know you're probably not going to even suggest that. But do you think because this will be a really good thing and beneficial right and if there was cookery classes and if there was as you're talking about things that children enjoy doing drama and all, I mean even if there was a small sub for it do you think parents would mind if that helped to fund it somewhat
1: I've- I believe, yes, they, they wouldn't mind at all. I think that a subsidy would be the ideal solution. I, I see it in my own children's schools. Um, one of them has um, subsidised after-school care, um, which is um, half the price of what you would pay mm-hmm. for, for other care that would be provided privately. And because the friends are all going, they all, they want to go too. They play games, they do their homework, they do activities. Um, it's not provided my by, by my other uh, child's school, and it makes for a very difficult arrangement when it comes to balancing work uh, and the children's needs. Um, mm-hmm. And at the moment, parents, some parents uh, can't even think about returning to work on a part-time basis, such as that schools finish at 1.10, uh, 1.15, and no sooner have they dropped a child off at 9 o'clock, they need to be back down at the school at 1 o'clock to collect them, yeah. um, which doesn't even allow for, for part-time employment. So this is where these kind of solutions could work well for both Uh, the well-being of children, could help reduce overall childcare bills and stop this, you know, uh, cost and being held to ransom by childcare providers. And, And also they just want to be with their friends. So if their friends are doing it um, they would too you wouldn't have to keep them there all until 6 o'clock in the evening it would just be an optional um, activities that they, could, they could join okay.
0: in I don't see a problem with that now before you go I've, I had an interesting dilemma that I was going to get to and I think I want to get your opinion on it because you would be good at this um, <laughs> and it's an email that we got from somebody uh, who's uh, my son is 15 and now has always been naturally sporty he plays rugby in school uh, he's a fly half for both the junior and sometimes the senior team as well now okay so the bottom line I'm going to read out the whole email for the listeners a bit later on but the bottom line is is that the husband is taking it very seriously, right? He's got very involved and interested in the training routine, etc., with his son's diet, all this. And she believes the husband is putting too much pressure on him to be involved in sport, I suppose, in a more serious way to eventually become professional at some point in his life. Well, maybe the husband has aspirations that the 15-year-old is going to be playing for Ireland at some point. So this idea of parents Putting pressure on young children. Oh, come on, you have to play football, yeah? My father did it to me because my father was a big, he was an international referee. So he had me playing soccer, he had me playing hurling, he had me playing GAA, he had me playing, doing everything. And I hated them all. I didn't want to play sport. I hate sport. So, And there was a lot of pressure put on. Is it wrong of parents to put pressure on children or is that a necessary evil to get them out there and involved in it?
1: Oh gosh, it's a fine it's a fine line and you really need to be careful when it comes to encouraging and supporting your children and putting pressure on them. I mean, my my 12-year-old sometimes doesn't want to get out of bed on a Saturday morning to play a match.
0: I know how he feels uh, because he's <laughs> tired,
1: but but I know he enjoys it, and um, and he comes back, and he's he's in great form after the game, and and you know, and and similarly, going out and training on, on a wet Wednesday night, um, it's it's it, you know, it can is be it difficult to motivate him. It is important to to show children that they need to commit to something. And they need to see something through. But putting undue pressure on them when it comes to diet, when it comes to getting overly involved in, you know, referees' decisions and matches, the way the coach is training them, um, how, you know... what what a, what a child is, is, is eating and um, how much other additional exercise they're doing to build up muscle or to build up stamina or whatever is required. I mean, it's the same when it comes to learning a musical instrument. You need to put the practice in to become any good at anything. Um, and it's about letting your children try different activities, different sports and finding out what interests Them. And then when you do find something that interests them, then motivating, encouraging, Mm. and supporting them, um, but not to the detriment of their own. I'm looking
0: down this to this email, by the way. The further I get into it, the more concerned I'm getting. My husband has even started watching my son's diet and what he eats. He keeps telling me he needs very high protein diets and constantly just wants chicken and rice dinners for us all. So uh, last week, my son was having a packet of crisps as a snack uh, before dinner. My husband went mad about how unhealthy it was. um, Look, it keeps going on and offered him a piece of fruit instead. So, I mean, it it does seem the husband is a bit obsessive, and that sort of a, some parents can be quite obsessive with their children in sports, can not they?
1: They really can, and often it's because they're living vicariously through them. It's because they've got great hopes and dreams, perhaps for their pension. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to they're going to make make it big, or it's because they never made it big, uh, and they wish they had had that support. So they're reliving their own childhood their to their
0: children's exactly. eyes, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay.
1: And I suppose getting to the root of that with with her husband would be um, a good way to approach it. And then gently, what you don't want is for them to become completely hands off and throw the hands up in the air and say, well, you know, uh, you, you deal with it or you... Uh, you know, I won't be interested or I won't show any interest in the children again. And, and that's not what you want. You don't want that defeatist attitude to be, um, you know, mirrored back to you. What, what you're looking to do is to try and figure out, you know, the best way of balancing his encouragement and enthusiasm Absolutely. and support with, um, with less pressure. And, okay. and, and I think we, we see it now with children with mental anxiety and, and the pressure that they feel and maybe that they, particularly boys, they don't talk about.
0: Absolutely. If, well, the mother actually mentions that in the email too. She's concerned about her son's mental health. Yeah. Anyway, listen, I have to say, I think it's a wonderful idea, the idea of getting children involved in extracurricular activities, be it drama, be it painting or whatever it is they enjoy doing after school. Um, I don't know how on board Irish teachers would be with it, but you're saying get other people in to do it, which would be a good idea too. But of course, the Department of Education would have to be involved. And I think it's a wonderful idea. And as for the pressure, we're going to talk about that in a second as well. Laura Erskine, uh, the parenting expert. Listen, thank you very much indeed for joining Thanks us. Today. So. I appreciate it.